0: This podcast is designed to keep you up-to-date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Hello, my dear. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. So before I start this fabulous conversation with the amazing Corinne Campbell, I wanna share with you uh, an email that I just received. So this comes to me, it says, hello, your Facebook account has been verified and the blue authentication tag has been found. All you have to do is send a copy of your identity card, passport or driver's license. Once your account is verified, you'll receive a confirmation badge within 48 hours. Our system will delete the image automatically after using the image you sent to us. This email has been sent by Facebook. Facebook team wishes you a good day. Facebook from Instagram. And the email it came from was Facebook.facebook at gmail.com. <laughs> so I'm going to reply back. Nice try, asshole. I'm already yeah. verified. <laughs> Dude, this morning, I got a text uh, stating that I had. Uh, done bad things and that my business Facebook business account was shut down. And all I had to do was send them my username and my password and they would be more than happy to restore it. And that came in a text, which was also BS. So uh, what we're saying to each and every one of you is do your homework before you go into panic mode and all of a sudden start freaking out. So how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful, thank you. Uh, As you know, because you live here in Nashville, the weather this weekend was absolutely on point, and the trees that are changing colors and things like that were fantastic.
1: Yeah, I have friends visiting from Minnesota, where I'm from originally, so it's obviously much warmer here than there, and we went down to Broadway and to the Country Music Hall of Fame, uh, heavily masked with lots of hand sanitizer, of course but I got to show them around the Nashville sites and it's been a hot minute, (laughs) but we were able to walk around and enjoy it, you know?
0: Yeah, it was, it was weird. It's just, it's weird this time that we're in right now, but it's even more important why I'd reached out to you and wanted to chat with you was the opportunities that are available right now to artists during this pandemic is I, I felt that it was for me, it was, and I'm, not putting religion on anyone it was just me to say okay rick let's slow down your travels let's not spend so much time focusing on trying to go speak at live events why don't you start focusing on the people that are already in your community and maybe get your business on point maybe have dinner with your family more often maybe do some stuff with the kids more often and what i think it did for the artist is i said what's going to happen now is your online game is going to kill for you with the offline game when this thing opens up. And then I started listening to a bunch of the Creative Juice podcast, which I think you and Jack are doing a fantastic job. And you you. started bringing up merch and I'm like, let me bring the merch queen on and let's talk (laughs) about this because at the recording we're coming up on Black Friday, but all of you need to have a merch game in place 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. And when you go to your website, no one does it better than you. So thank you for taking the time oh, to share it's my with pleasure. us.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for uh, having purple as a very active color on your website, because that's my <laughs> favorite color. And okay. <laughs> let's talk not only about the merchants, things that we see that are working, but you guys have created a new program to help indies that are qualified to be able to take their merch game to the next level. So this is Corinne. She's from a lot of, you know, her from Indiepreneur. A lot of, you know, her from the creative juice podcast, but what a lot of people forget is you're an artist first. Yeah. And the thing that she tests and the things that she puts into place, if you go to her website, she is the epitome of practices, what she preaches. Mm -hmm. So Corinne, tell everyone a little bit about you and, I don't. They can go find a lot of the old stuff out, but I want to get more into you as the badass marketer, you as the the tester of all testers, and things that you guys are finding out in your space that are working right now for indies.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, essentially, I got my leap into digital marketing as you said. I'm an artist. I've made records for probably the last ten years or so, and uh, I was actually brought on into the army. For about six years to be almost like an official spokesperson so but through doing music so we did warp tour three times i've you know been on cnn i've sung the anthem at many major sporting events nfl you know ghost dealers if you love that uh (laughs) so um and that's where i started to realize i mean the reason why they brought me into that was because they wanted a new way to market the military And so that's where I started to really get bit by the marketing bug. Um, And the Army is, you know, a very large and old institution. You know, it's existed longer than even our country. And they don't pivot well. Uh, They're used to doing billboards and, you know, TV commercials and things like that. And in my role for them, that just wasn't what was going to work because I was also playing a lot of high schools, a lot of colleges, and we had to be where these people were in order to communicate with them. So, and they're not looking at billboards. <laughs> they're looking right. down all the time right. at whatever device is in front of them. So that's really where I got uh, just plunged head first into the deep end of the pool with digital marketing. And what was cool is that I had a lot of people at my disposal because the army was working with McCann Erickson, which is a very large ad agency. They do Coca-Cola. Uh, They're out in New York City, mainly, and I was able to kind of pick their brains. And even when the army wasn't quite on board with some of the things that they were suggesting, I was able to implement it at my very small level, you know, and just this little team. So that's where I started to get really interested in it. And uh, I actually got out of service in 2017. And that's when I heard Circa on the Perpetual Traffic podcast, right. and I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's someone in this world that thinks like me." Because even making friends on Warp Tour, all of those bands are still, you know, going for this label thing. They don't have their merch very well developed. They definitely didn't know how to advertise for themselves, and so that's where I found a kindred spirit in Circa, really. Um, and so since then entrepreneur has just been you know my life <laughs> outside sure. of my music and i've learned a lot uh through that process and it's also given me kind of a way to test things you know and even this past summer i spent over $20,000 of my own money testing a you know an advertising strategy that we wanted to take a look at and fortunately it worked out well <laughs> um well, i've also I spent
0: yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's a, that's important that you guys understand what she just said there, you know, when 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 she found Circa uh in 2017 at that point the record companies weren't even doing a lot of the things that they're now being forced to do. There mm-hmm. weren't pixels on radio on record companies websites and there was no abandoned cart sequences and there was there wasn't really anything but promote 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 promote, promote. that's right. all it was is doing nothing but promoting so when she's been able to see as I tell everyone I grew up with social media because when Taylor and I started there was MySpace, and then we borrowed her her Fiddle Players Facebook page because only college kids could have it. And then YouTube came along. So as I've been able to grow up with social media, that's why people are like, wow, you're 53 and you're real. Well, this is all I've really known working with an artist was how to build relationships online. This is all she's known. She, she got a chance to see Facebook ads being done for the first time because she was a fly on the wall with these big ad agencies And then what she did is she implemented her own strategies. And what she just said is she went out with her own money, 20 grand, to try a new strategy. And before they ever present a strategy to you, before I ever tell you this is something that I want you to get involved with, I usually will invest my own money to go in first. So I think that's super important that you understand that she she said that. And what was this strategy that you were playing around with?
1: Cuz I know you actually- guys
0: went in and reshot so many videos because as things change in the business, platforms that we thought were the best, they change. I know that happened with mm-hmm. you with Mailchimp because of the Spotify or the Shopify relationship and now you're mm-hmm. all in on Drip and it's mm-hmm. like what we're doing is we're constantly changing these tools the strategies in business will never change. It's right. the tactics and the tools that end up changing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so what is it that you saw that you were intrigued enough by to go make that investment of your own?
1: Well, I started, typically entrepreneur has been in the position that, and, and this is still true, there's a relationship building process, just like yeah. you were saying. And we have always said, you know, don't try to sell people things before they know who you are. Uh, really kind of develop that relationship with them and especially with the pandemic and online shopping habits have changed you know and so what I was trying to do was a free plus shipping handling uh, offer which we've recommended before to our artists before you know even with people who knew who they were but we never said go find people who have never heard of you and make that offer and we've been seeing that pop up here and there and so I wanted to give it a shot and just see, you know, I, I know how to run Facebook ads pretty fluently and can test a lot in there feeling very confident that, you know, if I've got, if, if I can make it work with good targeting, it's viable, you know. Sure. Uh, and so, and it was viable. And I think there's a lot of different kind of habits that consumers are now taking and they'll shop and take risks in online shopping and purchase things they've never heard of. Um, They're getting very used to shopping from ads, you know, and it's really resulted in a lot of uh, further merchandise sales, even beyond that offer. But even just the way that we are seeing the relationship with these people, it's a little different. They still value your art and they still value who you are as an artist, but they're more just shopping, you know, and I
0: realized that you were having to adjust the messaging. What was it that you were adjusting? Because she said a word viable. Uh, mm-hmm. just because she was able to do a free plus shipping to a stranger, you must understand that she has a back end in place to capitalize to make all this happen. Too often, artists are like, Great, I'm just gonna go run Facebook ads to a free plus shipping, but they don't have any type of automation set up. They don't have all they they put the cart before the horse. Uh right. Corinne is uh <laughs> She's very anal to the analytics. I think that's a polite way of me to, to be able to say she's a dork about the data. She wants to For make sure. sure. I always tell artists that I work with, you're a bowl that has a lot of holes in it. So I just need to kind of clog the holes and then we'll dump a bunch of water in it. Most artists just mm. dump water into a bowl with a bunch of holes. So right. when when she said that she did this, she found the she had everything set up. So we're going to assume, that you've got some backend set up. We're gonna assume that you've got an email service provider that's created the automation and all this stuff. What was the messaging from this complete stranger to this, depending on what color of the week your hair was, what what is it that they saw that allowed them to drop their guard?
1: Well, I think a lot of it is, it really just starts with people who are commenting on these ads. High engagement there. I mean, no message, no comment goes unanswered with me. And, you know, I my name and the things I've done with the military are a little bit Googleable, so to speak. So I think some of that did help. Yeah. Um, but I think more of it was just that it, there's a, a celebrity assumption that comes if they're seeing your Facebook ad. And when you respond to them, uh, you know, whether it's positive feedback or negative feedback or questions about the offer, things like that it's really important to you know, treat them like people and make them aware that you are a person. And a lot of the narrative was like, look, I'm independent. I do all of this myself. If you right. order from me, I will pack the order. I am going to send it to you. Um, I'm going to make sure that you get it. You know, I have email sequences that follow up a week after the tracking information says delivered. They get a follow-up that says, did you get it? Did you love it? I'd love to hear from you. Would you like to join my Facebook group? You know, there's all these free things you can do, and I don't try to sell to them again for a little while. You know, and yeah. it's it's really more of a friendly, accessible kind of communication. And yeah. uh, I love I love like that. they're supporting me. You know what I yeah. mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I love the honesty and the vulnerability because too often artists try to big shot it. They try to make everyone think. And I shot a video recently that it's like, as a fan, how can you help? Artists today, your favorite right. artist, whether it be a major label artist, whether it be an independent artist. And I said, okay, a couple of things. One is have a premium account of some sort, whether it be Spotify or Apple, so that the highest royalty can be paid. So if you could do that for us, fantastic. Enough said. If you right. were supposed to go to a concert, this summer and you didn't and your girlfriend's got a birthday go to the merch store of the artist to buy the shirt that you would have bought at the concert and send it to them I said but let's talk about the independent artist I said here's where they got screwed is that Mm. not only are they their own record company and their publishing company and they're funding this whole operation to record songs that you guys are playing at your weddings or proposing to or I hear you writing oh my gosh I listened to that song and it saved my life so not only are they funding that but the part-time jobs that they had to be able to fund that disappeared as well. The Ubers, the lifts, the baristas, the restaurants, the bartenders, and here's how you could support them. It's Mm -hmm. like, and, and I, I just shared some different ways, whether it be from Patreon or if they're online doing a live stream and they throw up their Venmo or PayPal, toss them a couple bucks. I said, the most unfortunate thing about artists is that when it comes time to talk they usually fumble all over themselves. They can remember chords, they can remember lyrics, they can remember a lot of different things. But when it comes time to ask, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that's not the gift that they were given. And a lot of times they just feel awkward doing it. So this is how you can do it. I love the fact that you pulled back the curtain and said, I am the shipping department. I am the customer service department. I will make sure that you're able to do this. When I started doing the free plus shipping on my book, you know, Hannah took pictures of me autographing the book, of us stuffing nice. the envelopes, of us yeah. walking to the elevator, getting in the car, driving to the post office. <laughs> and people loved that. Yeah. They absolutely. loved that. So don't be afraid to show your vulnerability. People want to root for the underdog, people oh, don't want sure. to root for the person that's so egotistical or they think that you've got it all together. You know, right. I had a kid one time go, Bro, I can't afford your $97 social media course. I said, I just saw five pictures on you on Instagram, making it rain. He goes, Oh, that was my buddy's money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. So let's talk a little bit about something. One of the biggest complaints that I've had is that there wasn't a place where someone could print your merch. Someone could ship your merch someone could store your merch the fulfillment and everything it was there was mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts and in a lot of businesses there's this one stop shop you kind of head to and they're like you can design it print it you know you guys mm-hmm. started doing something i was listening to the podcast and you you talked about full stack merch and i'm like yes. uh-oh i think they're onto something uh. tell us a little bit about what you what you guys have created it's still in the early stages of being offered to artists but what is it that you created? Who's the right artist for this and then where we can get some more information on that?
1: Yeah, so Full Stack Merch is a sister company of Entrepreneur, so it's it's its own thing but it's definitely Full Stack Merch by Entrepreneur. <laughs> um, and really the birth of this came because I was doing a lot of orders. I was spending a lot of money but I was also getting a lot of orders and it was getting overwhelming. I was just like this is a lot and I loved putting my personal touch on it and I still do you know, write little notes on their packing slips and things, Um, but now we have staff who are actually fulfilling those orders for me uh, so that I can spend more time making music and making merch and all of that, and so we have three different kind of wings of it, and one of it is fulfillment and warehousing, and I, it just is a problem that I had. I went and looked to see, you know, who are the companies that are doing this, who are storing these things and shipping them, And to me, the cost just seems exorbitant for, to be expected for most independent musicians. Uh, It would basically eat up all of the margin, you know, the profit margin that they had in that product. And I'm like, well, this doesn't seem like it could be that hard, (laughs) which it is. But, you know, the military is really focused on operations and that's exactly what this is. So it was super interesting to me. Uh, And now we've got clients who, you know, we have people in the fitness industry and musicians and small businesses local who realized they needed to start selling online because their retail stores were not able to be open for months. Uh, And so we house their, um, we we house their inventory and we ship it out for them. And, uh, you know, I mean, not to to our horn, but at least half of any other provider out there. Wow. we're not really looking, I mean, just I know it sounds like a line, but we're not looking to get rich off of this. We really want to enable independent artists who are doing at least a, you know, a bulk of sales where it is outpacing their ability and their time to concentrate on all the other things that are in their career. Uh, this, this helps offset that and at a reasonable cost
0: that particular thing is that they would go and order their shirts. And then instead Mm -hmm. of having them shipped to their house, which then they would have to ship to you, the delivery address is for full stack. exactly. And then you guys house it. And then any orders that they get, go through whatever your system and process and you go and ship it out to them. So that's kind of phase number one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we, so we have a great partnership with um, a CD provider named Atomic Disc. They're actually out of Portland. They offer amazing rates and beautiful products. And we also work with local vendors here in Nashville that print t-shirts and hoodies and basically anything that needs to be screen printed. We get great rates from them because of the relationship. And uh, we try to do that vendor. It's basically, it's called vendor sourcing, but essentially we try to find companies that understand who full stack Merch is, who our customers are, and kind of know that there's going to be orders coming in, and we're able to negotiate rates in relation well, to that. What's
0: cool is that here in Nashville, because it was the hub for country music, and that's one of the formats that sells a ton, is you've got, yeah. you know, uh Simply, uh, what is there where's Richards and Southern that's here, there's Simply mm-hmm. Ink that's here, there's like four or five big merchandise companies right here that, trust right. me, those trucks aren't out on the road right now, putting Kenny Chesney t-shirts on fans and Paisley fans, but they still have the printing and the available to do a lot of that stuff. So that's fantastic. So Mm -hmm. now what if someone wants to get help you, you help them with the designing and stuff like that. Is that now something that you guys are able to provide?
1: Yes. So we do, we also do, that's another little branch of it. And that's the product development wing. And uh, it's also, we also manufacture a lot of these things and, That was really a solution because I've seen a lot of artists try to do creative things with their merch, which is just, it's so important, right? Like CDs and t-shirts and hoodies, like these are the staples, but when you can offer something as well, that's unique and very true to you and is just like distinctly your vibe, right? Like like
0: the designer vans that you do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right, right. (laughs) You know, so yeah. I mean, if you can make something that is like, oh gosh, this is just me you know personified into a material object those are the kinds of things that are you know great like we currently work with an artist named Sean Ward who he plays a blue violin he's like a southern RB soul and uh, he plays a blue violin it's distinctly in so many of his portraits I mean his fans know that this is his violin and a lot of his fans are middle-aged women who buy jewelry and so we created uh, jewelry that is essentially, it's blue acrylic and it has a black inside. And so oh, wow. uh, we have a laser cutter engraver and we made these little blue violins into necklaces and, uh, and earrings. And that's been a great development piece because that's unique. That's something right. that is distinctly him. And you know, even if they're not huge on earrings, it's something that they can really buy into, right? Because they love him, you know? And so, yeah, so that's, we do some of that production in-house. And I know that some artists are going to Alibaba and gosh, I can't even tell you, like ordering samples and getting that through customs from China, like good luck. I've So many artists have had things sitting in customs for months. So, you know, finding out a way to also do that short run, right? Because in a lot of these cases, they're like, oh, minimum order is 1,000 or minimum right. order is 500. And for beginning artists, they're never going to sell that. So realistically, their cost per item is 10 times what they'll actually be able to sell. Uh, and so we can do short run here. So that's something else that you know I really wanted that kind of solution for Indies so that they weren't dealing with the customs waiting And they could get really specially, you know, just great. I love when artists have great merch. Right. Let's
0: talk about customs for a second, because Mm -hmm. aren't you also able to have, if I'm an artist that lives in the UK, but a lot of my business is in the United States, you're able to help because you're, you're having to charge way too much for a t-shirt because of customs, because of shipping, because of, so you're now able to have, be based outside of the country. Mm -hmm. and utilize full stack merch to kind of take care of things for you in the U.S.
1: Absolutely. So we even have, you know, artists that aren't selling a ton in the U.S., but they could sell more, right? There's a huge music base here, and it's unreasonable to think that someone in Australia is just going to only be able to, like only Australians are going to like their music. That's just not the case. But if you ship something from Australia, there's, you know, customs and tariffs charges, and you know, there's just there's a lot, and then there's the time. It can take right. four, five, six weeks to get stuff from there. So yes, we've actually started partnering with international, uh, or some of our clients are international as well. And there's a couple ways. Like some of them will send us just a bulk package of their stuff, but a lot of them are having things printed in the U.S. Yep, they come right to us, and then we ship to the U.S. And you're talking about charging a customer five bucks instead of 18 you know and they just do so much better in sales because there isn't that shipping let alone the tariff charges once they get here Um, and so that was another solution we saw obviously entrepreneur is a U.S. based company but we have indies all over the world and they just they had such a hard time they had fans in the U.S. but they just couldn't sell to them because of those costs so uh, that was another kind of little you know that was another piece of the solution for us you know
0: well, and the thing, too, is I think people forget it's that if, if if you're an independent artist and you're an indie artist and you're out of the country and you're spending all your ad money trying to drive people to Spotify, you will never be in business that long if that's your right. only strategy. It's like Chance the Rapper, most brilliant person in the world because he's like, hey, while every other label and artist is telling you, go, don't don't download my music. You know, don't you need to go to Spotify and you need to go to Apple. He's like, no, screw it. Go over to SoundCloud. It's free. But see this number three hat I'm wearing right here. It yeah. wouldn't this be really cool. The markup exactly. on a number three hat is a lot more than the pennies on a streaming
1: right.
0: on a stream. And he realized that early on. And this gives you a chance, in my opinion, to start generating income based off the relationships that you've been able to go out there and build. As the holidays are, are coming along, there's a lot of stuff. You know, if, if, I, if I share my screen right now and those of you that would like to oh, see man. this, I'll make sure that you're available to see it on my Facebook page or I'll do this. But you have really gone in. I love this line. There are some cool things that I made here. Check them out and choose your own adventure. Where are you finding when people find you for the first time and end up on your website? Are they jumping right into this enter to win tune speak out of curiosity? Cause there's this random purple button that's sitting over there all by itself.
1: Yeah. Well, that's kind of the goal of it. Um, And the way that the homepage is laid out is actually so that the more that they know me, like as you scroll down, it's more and more intimacy. Right. So at the top, there's this enter to win, right? If all you want is free stuff here's the button, you know, and that was partially because I just, I, I didn't want to give it its own big space, but I wanted to make sure people knew how to do it, you know, because sure. the Toon Speak campaign is doing a lot for me as far as
0: social proof. And that's so. I want to go deeper into the Toon Speak one, but yeah. I love that it was just sitting up there by itself because what I tell people is this and and guys and gals, let me explain to this. We all have different ideas for different things. Uh, if you get someone to your website, they may have already heard your music someplace else. Um, mm-hmm. I know you come under that philosophy that why throw up a whole bunch of music? Let me try to get them into some other things because they may have already heard the music. My philosophy sometimes is they want to see you, hear you, connect with you. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm a, most of you aren't Googleable, Uh, So <laughs> it's not like, they, if they search you, they're probably going to get your Instagram page, or they're probably going to get something else depending on where you're active. So uh, right. if you're looking at this, and you're like, Rick, but you say, I need to have music, and I need to have this. Corinne's in a different place than you are right now. So don't look at this and go, because this is working for her. Because when you click it, and we go into the end to the win, I want you to see that there have been six million seven hundred forty three thousand three hundred and ninety seven total entries
1: mm-hmm. Uh,
0: there's something going on here uh, right. she created an opportunity but I've also heard you say on your podcast be careful sometimes with this because you may only get people that like to win free stuff that may not necessarily like your music but I yeah, say I if they got to your artist webpage, they're somewhere into music some way yeah, shape or form true. it just may take a little more nurturing to to get them out of this so right. this is set up to where you were able to create your own custom prize pack and in order for them when I click enter to win I'll continue uh with google
1: yeah uh, which one I'll... which one do you pick either way yeah, I'll get it's your like, email. let me just yeah let
0: <laughs> just continue uh because you're gonna get the email no matter what correct
1: correct yep
0: got it Okay, so is this your preferred email? Well, hello, TuneSpeak. Yes, <laughs> well, <I guess> it <laughs> is. done
1: a great job. Corinne yeah.
0: Campbell may access your data, name, location, and activity for their programs on ToonSpeak for analytics. Uh, you could hit not now or allow. Either way, she's already got your, they've already got your email and yep. now it's up to her to build a relationship. So I'll say not now. So mm-hmm. here's my options. This is absolutely brilliant. At what stage would you recommend for a new artist, whether it be on their social media page, whether it be to start going after some stuff mm-hmm. like this? I mean, you know, because you're at this different level. You're like the Ferrari, and some of them may <laughs> just be in their VW bug right you. now. At what <laughs> point does this start making sense? Because I see too often Indies will try to drive the Ferrari before they've learned how to drive the stick and then flip us the bird and say, your stuff doesn't work. You know, right. I tried exactly what you said and it didn't work. At what stage is this the right place for an artist?
1: I mean, I think at this point, it's really about, it's not even about number of followers or number of fans. This is really about engagement level. Do you have people responding to your Facebook messages, people commenting on your posts? Do you have people responding to your emails? If you email them, are they responding back and you know engaging in that way um one thing that is great about tune is that you can do it at a, a lower level you can okay. this also has been running um you know this you can see the countdown is at 41 days as of right yeah. now um but you could run it for a shorter period of time a longer period of time you can run it based on tour dates so there really is a lot of flexibility in this particular tool. And one of the reasons why this is the top thing on my website is because it's the easiest thing sure. for them to do. Um, it's easier even than just saying, can I have your email? You right. Know?
0: And that's the so, thing. She just said, can I have your email without saying, can I have your email? And she got right. my email. And for, for exactly. those of you that are just listening on the podcast, this is an engagement piece. And Mm -hmm. this is probably not the first date. This is probably not when you sit down and you meet someone. This is the people that have been leaving comments that have been engaging. It's a great way for you to DM them in video, in audio, go, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to share this with you. Would you like me to send you the link? And they say, Mm -hmm. of course, now that's permission marketing. They just said, yes, Rick, send it to me because you were excited about it. So whenever these new tools come about. And I just wanted to share that briefly. And plus, it's going to be a way for me to use the podcast to get people over to my Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or if you want to DM me your email, I'll be more than happy to send you a link to it. Now I can build my email (laughs) list at that point. But one of the things that happens is that whenever these new tools come out, sometimes I think you rush to put them in front of the wrong person. You got to remember the three R's. Okay it's the right message to the right audience at the right time. If you, if you're, if you're, if it's the wrong time, it could be the right message. It could be the right audience. But if it's the wrong time, if we're not there in our our relationship yet, make sure that these tools are going to be most effective. So for TuneSpeak, because it's a fantastic platform, I call that next level engagement platform. So let's get some people engaging with your stuff. And that means commenting and sharing, not just liking to me, like does not count as engagement because anybody can like, but once you start getting to that next level, this is also a way for you to have an excuse to have a different conversation with them to say, Hey, you've been so supportive of my post. I wanted to share something with you before Mm -hmm. I let everyone else hear about it. Would you to open the velvet rope and let you that kind of conversation is what's going to make that effective because they think they're in the club or for those of you that are moving people into a facebook group which i'm helping a lot of you do right now that's a great incentive to be in the free facebook group is that you get notified first on all new things related to you whether it be i've got a gal right now. Uh, We're doing a 40 for 40. So it's 40 tickets for $40. And it's this live intimate little setting. And then she'll do the 75 for 75. But we just wanted to come up with something kind of neat. And we created this cool little uh, low cost item swag bag, basically, that's going to cost her no more than a buck for the stickers and the picks and the earrings. But more importantly on that one, it's going to cost her less than $5 to ship it so that she's keeping $35 from every ticket, instead of $20. Yeah, from every ticket. So these are just more engagement tools that you're able to do. But when I went, I saw the numbers, and I was like, holy cow, uh, without giving specifics, you know, because you spend a lot of money, which a lot of people aren't in a position to be able to drive stuff. But once I'll they usually get
1: some- give any specifics, if you want. Okay. them. I'm how pretty many, much how open many, door. How many
0: emails are you collecting on a weekly basis through that?
1: Uh, through that, I'm probably pulling about 250 a week.
0: I oh, say. she said a week, folks. So that's a thousand emails a month. Yeah. And when you get yourself set up with prop w- with the relationship with your list, at some point you're gonna want to do between 50 cents to a dollar per person that's on your email list. Not every single right. one of them is going to do that. So if she's continuing to build that list. Uh, that's impressive. That's impressive. Mm. And depending nice. on what your follow up system is, and I'm speaking to everyone but her uh, <laughs> right now, is that those people will stay on your list if you've got your nurturing sequence in place. If you do the things that that we all teach you, they're gonna stick around with you for a while. You know, I've got a, an interesting story is that I, and and trust me just because people don't buy everything you offer or get involved with everything you do does not mean they do not care. And mm-hmm. a real interesting example is a few years ago I I had a list it was probably about 7000 people at this time and I decided that I was going to take on 12 one-on-one clients for the year and it was going to be very expensive. It was mm-hmm. going to start at $1500 a month. And I went in and I I wrote an email and I said, a lot of you are asking if you can get more one-on-one time with me, this is the only way I'm able to do it. It's going to be very expensive. This is what happens. And people just filled out that application. I mean, I'm like, Holy crap. You know, I had never gone and asked for a $15,000 ask and people were filling it out. But one lady stood out to me is I saw some people that had purchased some of my other courses and my other programs, but she said to me, she said, I said, Christina, can I ask you a question? I said, you're willing to spend 15 grand, but you never even bought my $97 course. She says, Rick, I'm not a course gal. Hmm. And I knew I wouldn't do the course. So I've just been sitting around waiting for this opportunity for you to create something that I knew if I had access to get you on the phone, that that's what I would be willing to pay for. Now, the reason that I'm bringing this story up is that a lot of artists are afraid to have a high ticket offer because they feel that it's going to alienate the rest of their audience. Is There's a reason why they have municipal golf courses. That means anybody can go and play and they have country clubs for the people right. who want the country clubs. There are parts of your audience that are waiting for that 40 for 40, that are waiting mm-hmm. for that There's only going to be 75 $100 tickets sold and it comes with this. So I want to challenge you as you start building your audience to just know that those high ticket items, those $200 jackets, if you go to the merch, you're going to get the $5 wristband, but there's also going to be, if you go to a journey show, the $1,000 leather jacket and there's only five of them. Don't be afraid to test a high ticket offer Mm -hmm. with this you have some really cool things like the journeys that you go on and is it the gilded is that yeah
1: the gilded experience experience. and Mm -hmm. that it leads
0: to higher priced items and i mean i have a whole
1: store that is actually uh it's private to people who have reached a certain lifetime value who have purchased a certain amount of things and so i have my forward-facing store and I'm not afraid to put these higher price items on my store. I just want it to feel exclusive for the people who sure. want that VIP treatment. They're the ones paying me. And something that I always say, you know, to our community as well is that you really should always have one thing that's a tier up from the highest thing someone's bought from you I and, agree. because you just don't know. You don't know how they're going to send it. And even if it's that one guy, right, or gal, Even if that one person is like, I want that $100 thing. I want that $250 thing. I want that $500 thing, that $1,000 thing. If that one person does it, that's enough, (laughs) you know? That's all you need. Exactly. I actually experimented with an auction uh, a few months ago, and I made $116 off a CD that cost me, you know, cents to make. And it's just one of those things where you just have to give people options, you know? And right. so, yeah, I would say never, never be afraid of that. Always give people an option. They can always be like, no, thanks. Right. If they don't yeah. want to give you their money, they won't, but if they want to give it to you, that's right.
0: Them. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn. You know, it really was. It was one mm-hmm. of those things where uh, I just felt because I wanted, and, and we're a lot alike and it's, we just wanted to be able to help as many people as we could, but we also, to find out sometimes that us always trying to give you everything for free is actually hurting you more than it's helping you and we've all experienced that it's like you know if if you get something if we give you access to our courses and it didn't cost you anything there's really no incentive to go into them and that's what we were seeing we were seeing the people that paid paid attention so that's why as you guys know i i recommend indiepreneur because of the fact that you can join for 30 bucks a month and go in the library and check things out and when you're when you're done you're done and then you can come back and go back into the library again there's a lot of different things but it's like And the people listening to this podcast and watching this video, they understand investing in themselves. So sometimes I feel bad about bringing this up on podcasts because (laughs) the artist that just wants to be famous isn't going to listen to a podcast for an hour, (laughs) you know, but for those of you that are here, I just want to encourage you, don't be afraid, make sure a lot of the stuff just happens to be in the way that you word it. Uh, Don't get scared when you start bringing up. One of the, the phrases that I've used a lot and I share this with the artists that I work with is when you start things like many of you have asked how you can continue to support what I'm doing and I appreciate that, every little bit helps, I've put some information for you over here. Right. Just something as simple like that, not guys, I'm broke, I'm not gonna make rent this month, can you give me money? That <laughs> narrative probably isn't going to fly. But when right. you say things like every little bit helps, Thank you so much for asking. I have a funny story with you. And then I will let you go, my dear, because you've been awesome for your time. So -hmm. I had a client FaceTime me, freaked out. Why? Because he had bought all this merch for his tour that got canceled. And he was sitting on boxes in his apartment (sighs) and he was dropping, motherfucker! I can't believe all this stuff. I said, stop what you're doing. Will you do exactly what I say? He goes, yes. I said, follow my lead. I want you to go do an Instagram live right now. And i want you to show people the boxes and i want you to take out a shirt and i want you to say you know what guys i am so bummed that the shows got canceled i was so excited to see you and i would got these t-shirts that i that you know i knew a lot of you were wanting and were going to buy and let me explain something to you is that when i'm on the road i have to sell the t-shirts for like 25 dollars, and here's why because the venue has to get their percentage they usually charge me to have somebody sell it. There's gas in the bus, there's hotels and things like that. But I'm sitting on all this inventory right now. And if you want that ten dollars that I would have paid out to somebody else, I'd like to gift that to you. And they're only 15 bucks if you'd like one. And he sold yeah. out of his T-shirt. So now was like, I said, you have to tell them what you want. Don't be afraid to share with them why this is such a good deal that you're going to pass the savings along to them. Educate your audience. And and like, what that's what I fell in love with when Corinne was talking earlier. Hey guys, I am the shipping department. I'm gonna pack it, I'm gonna sign it. That may, some artists may, well, that doesn't look cool. No, that (laughs) looks very cool to someone who feels confidence. Like when you donate to a charity and you're like, well, how much of this actually goes to the cause? And how much is going to administrative fees? She's saying, this comes to me because I'm doing this and I'm doing that. It will benefit you to be honest and upfront and humble Mm -hmm. and gracious with your audience. It doesn't show you're weak. It shows you're human and people want to support that.
1: Yeah, it's actually amazing. I've had people comment on some of these ads that, you know, the ad itself does not say I'm independent and they'll, you know, we'll get into conversations. It's like, it's practically a Twitter thread on there. We're just (laughs) going back and forth. And, you know, someone will be like, well, I really want to make sure that all of the money goes to you. And I'm like, good news. It does. Yes. And there are a lot of people who are wary of buying things online or, you know, taking advantage of things like that because they think that the artist is on a record label and it won't go to them or, you know, whatever. So that narrative is actually very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that you should always kind of let fans know. And even if you're not shipping stuff yourself, or even if there is a portion don't just don't highlight that highlight the things that you are doing to connect with them and i think that's really the the point they want to know that you're accessible i know i was supposed to go to a show here in nashville uh Haley williams who is basically yes. the brooklyn bowl and um you know obviously that got canceled and so i think it, i think live nation was the one who was handling her uh tickets and i got an email two days before the show are you ready for the show <laughs> from live nation. And I was like, well, first off, your email guy is fired, but since yeah, was, I didn't <laughs> look out your it, window. Yeah. Right. And I saw an Instagram post, you know, from Haley that was like, oh, we had to cancel this tour, but you know, no email was sent. And you know, that's not a failure on her part. It's a failure on her team's part. And so right. I think any opportunity that you have to, you know, whether you are with management or you are with the label or you're independent, any opportunity you have to take ownership of the communication sure. with your fans, like that is key, you know, and you've seen it. You know, Taylor has done so many personal hands on things, still does to this day, does like private release parties and stuff. Sure. Like and that. she
0: doesn't do it for everyone, but the perception is that she does, and you stand a chance. I also exactly. was at a major label when the marketing department was convincing the artists to give them access to run all their social form. And what they did is you just handed your customer service part of your business over to the sales team. And all they tried to do was sell. And that's where we lost a lot yeah. of this stuff yeah. right now. So I, I love yeah. the vulnerability. So I'm going to give you guys her website. It's Corinne Campbell, and I'll spell it for you. C-O-R-R-I-N C-A-M-P-B as in boy, el com. I'll make sure that those links are in the show note. I would also highly recommend following her on her uh, musician Facebook page, going into page transparency, and you're going to see ninja ads. You're going to see (laughs) what it is that she's doing. That's one of the coolest things that Facebook allows us the ability to do. I then want you to go... Uh, subscribe to the Creative Juice podcast. It is like having a marketing lesson every single week. And they do a lot of cool series. Unlike my podcast, they do really cool series. Theirs are very well thought out. And her (laughs) and Jack are brilliant together. But they'll do things in these series. So you can go back. And many of you have asked me before, Rick, what's the best thing to get an email. Well, guess what? They have a series on that. Hey, Rick, what's the, whatever you've asked me, what's the best? Go back and look, look at their past episodes because what they'll do is they'll do three, four, five episodes all leading up to something. Uh, theirs is the most structured podcast in our space. And I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not afraid to tell you that I will binge listen And then I'll get ideas, which will help me come up with ideas to create for courses or teachings or trainings or things like that. So go make sure that you follow her there. Make sure that you follow her on socials, go become a detective and see what she's doing from her Facebook page. All of you should go in or to win because hell, she's giving away a hundred dollar Amazon gift card and some van <laughs> shoes and things like Dude, that. Van
1: shoes are the most exciting to me,
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're I exciting to shoes, me. I, I'm like I said, I, they're exciting to me, but you're going to be able to learn from someone who's actually doing, you know, and that's where I think a lot of you are out there trying, you're following the wrong people. Don't try to follow what Taylor Swift is doing, different level of what's happening don't go try to follow what drake is doing and the weekends doing and say well so and so doesn't do this go follow what corinne campbell's doing and other indies because they are you and they are also in a position to be able to show you and that's why you got to subscribe to the podcast we tried this and it didn't work We spent X amount of dollars on this and we don't recommend you do because it didn't work. We used to love this company. Now we think they're shit and you should like this company and they'll say shit too. And they'll tell you exactly what's up. There is no ulterior motive. There are no, yes, they have courses, but that's not the focus of their podcast is to sell their courses. The focus of the podcast is to educate you and the smart educated indie will go get the resources that they need at that point. So mm-hmm. it's always a pleasure to see you, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I, miss, so I, I missed you, and then I saw that, I'm like, oh, good, perfect example. Uh, <laughs> and where can they find out more information to find out if they qualify for full stack?
1: Uh, if they go to indepreneur.io backslash full dash stack slash merch, and actually it's a front slash, it's a slash. Is it? Is it a link from
0: indiepreneur.io?
1: Yes. is it findable yes. okay yes so if they go to entrepreneur.io services uh there's a there's a nice little link okay there. i'll
0: also make those links available for all of you uh if you mm-hmm. want the show notes all you do is go to my website click on podcast and you will get everything that mm-hmm. you need have I a good one say, my dear. Rick, yeah. I,
1: I gotta say i really appreciate your continued support of entrepreneur and like all those kind words about our podcast and I know our philosophies align a lot, and they do. I just I appreciate your no BS approach. I think, I feel as though we are kind of two of the companies in our space that really just don't need to put a sheen on things, and so I just we love to be in the company of you. It, it well, really and it a and lot.
0: it it goes both ways, and and that's kind of what attracted Circa and I to each other. You know, was the fact that this guy was set. I mean steadfast in his ways. And one day I just reached out to him and said, Hey, can we get on the phone? And we talked and I, I was able to educate him a little bit on kind of the label side yeah. of things. And we had yeah. both come to the conclusion that you, you wouldn't pick on a special needs kid for not understanding. Well, that's mm. the same way the labels are the labels. Right. Sometimes they just don't understand what they don't understand. And mm. he, and, and then from that, we were able to have some great conversations it's like because the thing about circa and myself and corinne falls in there as well we're not trying to convince you to think like we think we're just laying out the facts you know you have to come to your own conclusion it's like a lot of times common sense isn't common practice so we're not here to say you have to believe what we have to believe or you will fail we're like no we tried this and it didn't work and it might work for you but for most it's not but if you want to go down that hole go down that hole
1: yeah
0: but here's the reality It's like I tell people today is that the system, I always tell people this, be happy that there's the music industry and the music business. The music industry is getting its ass kicked right now. The music business is thriving. So you want to stay in the music business as long as you can, because the label, which a lot of people still want after the publishing company, the big time booking agent, they're not in the business startup mode anymore they're in the invest in small businesses that are already working. So if that is what you aspire to have, congratulations. A label deal is a good deal for the right artist, but 98% of the people who get signed get dropped. So they're obviously weren't the right artist. Get yourself set up the best way that you can. Use the tools that Indiepreneur, myself, there's a lot of of us in this space right now, just kind of do your homework. You don't have to be with everyone. I always tell people, you don't want another course. You want the result. Right. You guys are coursed yeah. out. So stop yeah. buying courses and there start so investing many. in results.
1: Right. If this well,
0: If this training can't get you the result, who cares how great the person was selling it? Stay away from it.
1: Right. Well, when you trip over something, right? When you trip and stumble, you look back to see what it was that you tripped on you know, and I think if you're paying attention, it's not necessarily that you have to think one thing is right or wrong. Just know why you tripped, you know, and if you don't know why you tripped, if you're trying things and they're not working, you know, you don't know what you may not know what you're tripped over. So find a source of people who are willing to point out things people trip over and then you'll know and you won't do it again. And most of you are tripping
0: over lack of guidance. You're trying Mm -hmm. to figure this stuff out on your own, you know, and it's like whenever you go. It's like somebody goes on stage and says, I want to thank my team. Like no one else, but probably Kanye will say, I want to thank absolutely no one. I did this all by myself. It's like, no, want to there's thank so- me. Yeah. And he'll do that. But yeah. most of you don't understand that when you invest, and I'll end on this: when you invest, what you should be investing in is what amount of my time can I get back? Because if you want to Go learn how to build a website and you it's going to take you 20 hours or you could have paid someone 250 bucks to build your website. Those 20 hours cost you a lot more than that 250 bucks. You think in the wrong mindset. It's like people say time equals money. No time is greater. Than money, because you can replenish money, but you can never replenish your time. So, exactly that we that would go into a whole nother podcast episode. But (laughs) once again, I just wanted to talk to the queen of merch, uh, someone who's doing really well with merch, someone who's able to not only do it, but teach it. So, get on out there, get all the links of the resource, my dear. I'm glad we were able to make this happen, and we'll talk again sooner rather than later.
1: Yes, thanks for having me. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. And thank you for the question. As you see, there is no one size fits all model with the music business. So I do appreciate that to help you figure out where you are and where you want to get to head on over to the website, rickparker.com and take the, are you ready for a manager assessment? While you're there, you can also click on the podcast link and leave a message. And who knows, maybe you'll be featured in an upcoming episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this, I would really love it if you would give it a share, if you would subscribe it onto whatever platform that it is that you're listening to, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.